Hello and welcome to the Midweek Podcast. This is Pastor Cooper and glad you're joining us. Um, the heart behind this podcast is to have another episode styling um, that's a little bit more directed towards expanding on our Sunday messages because we might not have enough time to maybe speak on every part we wanted to. So either myself or Pastor Mark or whoever's maybe speaking that Sunday might have an opportunity to speak a little bit more, but also I think it's a good space to also um, just to comment on our cultural moments and to submit those things under the authority of God's scripture and to just dialogue um, on what's happening and to just have that frame of reference within God's word um, because God's word is king. And so it's happening in the midweek and it's another tool just to encourage um, the church body um, in our discipleship as we know Jesus and live for him daily. And so hopefully you are encouraged by listening to this, maybe challenged or maybe uh, encourages you to ask more questions. We are always up for that as well. So um, here is what is coming up this week for the midweek uh, episode. All right. Well, good morning or afternoon or <laughs> whenever you're listening. Yeah, yeah, it's Pastor Cooper and Pastor Mark. Hello, everyone. And we're going to kind of dive into just what's been happening in our country the last um, week or so. So it's Monday, January 11th today when we're talking and recording this. Um, so if this is like in the future you're listening to this, last week there was the big um, capital breach and just everything kind of, I mean, the news and the culture is very much... It's crazy. Let's just, we'll, we'll just call yeah. it as it is, it is very crazy. And so we had some stuff scheduled to talk about in this podcast, um, but we kind of put that on pause a little bit just so that we can dialogue process and um, just have some conversations regarding just how we're going to, how do we process things like this in, yeah. in our country and as Christ followers and just, yeah, just, I guess just having those raw conversations. And I'll even say it's kind of upfront, like, both Mark and I are processing this. Yeah, I mean, we're we're going to God's word in this mm. because that's what drives the ship. But it's still it's it's hard. It's it's difficult because there's so many things that are out there right now, and you hear this, and you hear that, and you hear this, and you hear that. But I mean, we're called to go to Scripture, and so that's what we're doing. But we're just we're having more of a raw conversation, I would say. Yeah. Um, in this, so um, we're human. <laughs> Yeah. You know, we're we're imperfect, but we serve a perfect God, and so we're just really depending on His Holy Spirit and His Word to guide us in these times. But um, yeah, so we're gonna have a couple of questions, and it might lead into some bunny trails and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so I guess uh, Mark, I'll just start off with the top question yeah. for you: um, like, how do we process like what is happening in our country? Yeah, like this has probably been a question for a long time that we've been kind of saying without saying it, you know, even before the elections, during the elections, yeah. after the elections, um, we through have friends. Summer. Yeah. Through the, through summer. the summer. I mean, we have friends, we have people who love Jesus that think opposing of, of each other. Right. Yeah. And so how do we process what is happening in our country? Um, just as a, as a Christ follower right. in this time. Yeah. Well, let me, let me launch into this with the same thing as like what Cooper just said. I think one of the challenges right now is, um, you know, I have my own personal opinion kind of as a somewhat political person and living in America, but then I'm a Christian and I recognize that I have to let God's word guide me mm -hmm. and lead me and uh, let the Holy Spirit 
being my guide mm-hmm. and being my leader. And, um, and that's sometimes very challenging mm-hmm. and, and to put into the mix, you know, what, what we feel like the best way to live would be like, I, I think it might be a really great place to raise my kids in a righteous society where evil doesn't exist. And, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, my kids can run down the street and nobody's going to hurt them and mm-hmm. all those things. I mean, I think we all want that. And so, um, when we think about what's happening in our country, uh, first of all, I think I'd like to say, I think if we if we just process what's happening in our country solely based on what happened politically, we're probably going to miss something mm. because I think we have to go back even further. And that is that I, I think for the past 10 months, really since COVID started, um, our country has been in a little bit of upheaval and, and been hemorrhaging in some ways, not just politically, but we had racial discussions and social discussions and different things that are happening. And, um, and it's interesting, all this protest that is happening right now, it all comes out of this, you know, feeling inside of us that something's not right. Something Mm -hmm. has been done wrong to me and that, um, and I, and I need to say something about that. And so we had that in the summer with a lot of racial injustice things. And it was, you know, the group of people in our country that feel like something has been done wrong to them. And frankly, they're right. Mm -hmm. We did do something wrong to them. I mean, we have to admit that racism is the original sin of the American people. I mean, we should have squashed it out when we wrote the Constitution, but we decided not to. Mm -hmm. Benjamin Franklin wanted to, and they wouldn't let him put it in there. Um, I mean, so these things are things that have been happening for a long time. And I think the groundswell has just finally gotten there mm-hmm. and, um, and people are dissatisfied. And so we've seen it happening. We saw it happen all summer. Then we saw it happen last week. And, and the whole thing is people saying, we don't like what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and we all have our opinion about how that gets processed. But I think that's, that's what's happening. People are saying, you know, we're not happy with where we're at. And I think it's hard because we have to add our faith into that. And we have to make decisions as Christian people about who we're going to follow. You know, mm-hmm. who, who am I going to follow? Am I mm-hmm. following Jesus or am I following a political party? Mm-hmm. Am I following a political ideal? Am I following a certain philosophical idea? Am I following a, first, uh, a certain framework of lifestyle? Or am I following Jesus Christ? And am I following his word? Mm-hmm. And that's what we've endeavored to do as pastors throughout this time. And I know that that's been hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's been some, even in our own church, that have said, you know, I don't agree with the that ideal and, and I'm going to choose somewhere else to worship. And that's fine. You know, that's always been my heart to say, hey, find, find your best spot, the spot that's best for you, and, and jump in and serve Jesus in the middle of that. Um, but I think what I've been trying to do is process what's happened in our country through the framework of God's word. And let me just give you an example of that. Mm -hmm. So yesterday in our 77 day Bible challenge, yesterday we read the story of David and Saul. And I tried to process that story of David and Saul in a little bit of the way things are happening right now, which Mm -hmm. (laughs) makes that like a stretch. Like how could you get anything? But let me tell you how I did it. Um, So this is the story where Saul, you know, goes into the cave to use the restroom. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Bible's very politically correct, you know, to relieve himself. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's going in the cave to to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. 
and David's in the cave and all the men are in the cave. And um, the men say to David, hey, this is your opportunity. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what God was telling us. This is your opportunity to kill your enemy. And so David sneaks up to Saul with an intention to probably kill him and is convicted by God. And so he just cuts off a part of his coat. And then as Saul goes outside, you know, David follows him out and says, you know, hey, here's a part of your coat. I could have killed you, uh, but I'm not here to harm mm-hmm. you. I'm, I'm going to respect you and, uh, and I'm not going to, to kill you. I believe that you are the anointed of the Lord. And I know that our presidents are not the anointed of the Lord, but mm-hmm. um, you're my leader and God has not called me to kill you or to harm you or to do anything towards you. And so that, and then David rebukes his men, you know, Hey, this is not the way I'm going to live. I'm not going to live my life in a way where I'm going to kill or hurt or harm the, the leader of my people. Mm -hmm. And the way I process that was in today and applying that to my life today was just that I think that's what God calls me to do too. He calls me, and we find it in the New Testament all over the place. Mm-hmm. First Peter, First Timothy, Romans, all over, that we're called to submit to the leaders above us. Which brings up another whole kind of rabbit trail. What if that leader is an awful leader? You mean like Saul? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who could be a more awful leader than Saul? I mean, he was awful, he was horrible, he was terrible. Mm-hmm. Who could be a worse leader to Christians than Nero? No other emperor was as horrible to Christians as Nero. Yet Peter writes in 1 Peter to honor the emperor. And he doesn't say it once. He says it twice. These are things that God calls us to. And and here's the the thing that I think is a challenge Mm -hmm. is sometimes, lots of times, God calls us to do hard things, Mm -hmm. really hard things. And sometimes I don't even understand him. Like, you know, Jesus said, if someone wants to hurt you or is mistreating you, and they steal your your hat, your tunic, what do you do? Give them your coat. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> why, why would I give a thief more of my stuff, right? But that's what you do as a believer because you go above and beyond. You, you, when somebody wants to curse you, you bless them. When somebody wants to mistreat you, you show them grace. Mm-hmm. You show them mercy. This is the kingdom. When somebody... When, when a Roman soldier asks you to go a mile, you'd go two. Mm-hmm. You go above and beyond. When, when the whole world is full of sin, <laughs> you die on a cross mm-hmm. for them. You yeah. go above and beyond. This is the model of Christ. And I'll, I'll say a little phrase. This is the way. <laughs> if you're like me and you're a Star Wars fan, I've been loving the Mandalorian. And one of the things that I think is interesting about the Mandalorian is whenever there's a tough thought process Mm -hmm. or something that they don't want to do, but they know they need to do it. The Mandalorians say that phrase back to Mm -hmm. each other. This is the way to remind them, Hey, this is really hard. (laughs) I know you don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. This is going to cost you in your life, but this is the way. Mm -hmm. And I've been, that phrase has kind of been rolling through my head a little bit in response to everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. This is the way, this is how Jesus calls us to live. And we have to make a decision. Um, who am I trusting? Who who am I following? Am I following Jesus or am I 
following a political party, mm-hmm. my own mindset, my own thinking, a conspiracy theory, uh, a political viewpoint. Um, I have to put Jesus first mm-hmm. and it's hard right now. I think it's really hard mm-hmm. in the context of our world globally. There are just so many thoughts mm-hmm. and ideas and viewpoints and lifestyles that are mm-hmm. anti-Christ mm-hmm. that it makes it really, really difficult. But I think mm-hmm. that's how I've been trying to process what's been happening mm-hmm. in our country. Yeah. I don't like it. I love being an American. Mm-hmm. I like living in America. I think it's one of the greatest places in the world to live. And I've traveled around the world. I've been to Venezuela. Mm-hmm. It's rough. You know, I've been to Africa. It's, it's hard to live there. We have it so good in America. And I love who we are and I love what America stands for. And I struggle with maybe some of the roads I see us heading towards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can say this. I can say this with, with firm conviction. <laughs> My God is bigger than anything. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what the political opinions are or who the leader is or what political framework I might be living in. My God is bigger and mm-hmm. he can do what he wants. And that's a biblical mm-hmm. trait through all kinds of good leaders and bad. God is moving. Mm-hmm. God is restoring. God is saving. God is doing the miraculous. And we need to put our faith and our trust in him. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't mean I don't get saddened by, you know, wanting it a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I do have to remind myself God is bigger and he knows what he's doing. And I also believe that we are marching towards a return of Christ. Mm. And Jesus was very clear in Matthew 24 and Luke 21. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that can be challenging yeah. when we look out there. in the. And I don't just mean in the United States. I mean everywhere. Yeah. We look out in the world and, and it looks like it's getting worse more than it's getting better. Mm-hmm. Let me remind you, there will be a day when Christ mm-hmm. will come back. And he will make all things new. Yeah. I was reminded as you were talking earlier, um, just like the human spirit is longing for that reconciliation to make things right. Yeah. You know, like we really <clears throat> desire for that. And so we try to put it in our own hands and try to do it in our own way. Yeah. And we make it worse, right? <laughs> I mean, every story within the Old Testament <laughs> yeah. basically is that. Yeah. I was reminded, even this morning, I heard a little snippet from a Beth Moore sermon. She was on the radio talking, and she was mentioning Philippians 3 and just Paul's direction and saying, like, there's a lot of people who are set on earthly things, and their mind is set on earthly things, and they're driven by a desire of the self. Um, but he reminds... <clears throat> My voice keeps cracking, <laughs> going through puberty or something. Um, <laughs> but uh, he reminds the Christians in verse 20 of chapter 3 that our citizenship is in heaven. Right. And we yes. eagerly await a Savior mm-hmm. from there, the Lord yep. Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, not yep. our control, not what we want, but what he does in his control, that will then transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Yeah. We're all in this tension living here on the earth. Yes. Wanting to be drawn back yeah. to our father. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us sometimes allow our flesh maybe to, and this is yeah. speaking like me too. Like yeah. I let my flesh step in a lot of times, mm-hmm. but we're called to 
be just, I guess, submitted to the truth that like Jesus will come back yeah. and make all things right. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be under his control, yeah. you know, and that's going to where that, that desire to be back with our King, our heavenly father gets like fulfilled right. is in that moment. Yeah. We're trying to fulfill it right now in our own moments by yeah. electing this person or doing this policy or this or that or that thinking this will make us happy. This will make us better. But the truth is, it's only Jesus yes. <laughs> and the Lord yeah. that will actually fulfill what we, what we what we truly need. And it's hard, but that's I think that's part of the thing that I'm processing too is is that is that perspective and stuff. Um, you, you mentioned something. <clears throat> I think it was this morning or yesterday. Mm-hmm. I think it was this morning that one of your professors um, yeah. in Bible college said. You'll probably say it better, but basically, like, right. if the gospel is only really centered in the conversations in our current context, it's or like if maybe you should just say it because <laughs> yeah, I'm to totally gonna put here? yeah my yeah. foot in my mouth. Yeah. So uh, shout out to John Amstutz, uh, John. Thanks for thanks for teaching us that this is the way. Um, <laughs> so John was a great great professor in Bible college, and one of the things that he always would talk about. Um, either when we were practicing a message, giving Mm -hmm. a message, writing a paper, whatever it might be, Mm -hmm. he'd write a little note in the Mm -hmm. sideline or whatever, you know, maybe a question is, is this the whole gospel? And what he meant by that was, and this was his big thing, right? That the gospel is, and the message of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of Jesus Christ, how it's lived out, all of that. Mm -hmm. It's lived out, it's a global thing, right? It's not mm-hmm. an American thing. It's a global thing. So whenever you talk about the gospel, teach about the gospel, mm-hmm. live out the gospel, if, you're li- if you could live it, talk about it, preach about that, and it was true anywhere on the planet, then it's the gospel. Mm-hmm. Which takes us to sometimes we have American theology, mm-hmm. not biblical theology. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we put the gospel in the framework of the constitution or the bill of rights while, and and it, to me, it's easy to see why the constitution and the bill of rights look very similar to God's word because they are framed that way. And Judeo Christian people wrote them. So they have Christian values in them. So it makes sense that we would do that, but it's not necessarily correct. Biblically, Mm -hmm. it's not a perfect biblical worldview because of, Biblical worldview looks at the whole world as God's creation, as mm-hmm. God's masterpiece. That all of us together, every single one of us, mankind, human, the trees, the animals, everything, all of creation mm-hmm. is longing for its creator, scripture mm-hmm. says, right? This, so this is not just an American thing. In fact, if we want to get really biblically accurate, America's not even in the picture. Right. It's not even listed anywhere in scripture. Not even directly or indirectly is it listed anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that also means a lot of other countries are not listed. Now, that doesn't mean that they're not valuable or they're not important or mm-hmm. that God doesn't see them as important. It just means that we need to be careful not to have a selfish theology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, And I think that sometimes in America we, we have that. We, we, we are pretty narcissistic and sometimes mm-hmm. we are pretty selfish. And sometimes I think it's worked its way into our biblical theology and our mm-hmm. biblical mindset as Christians that um, 
you know, that Christianity needs to look like American Christianity mm-hmm. or things like that. We, we even did that for a lot of years with mission work. We'd go somewhere else in the world and say, we need to bring American Christianity mm-hmm. to Brazil. And the Brazilians would reject it. Mm-hmm. And we'd be like, man, what happened here? We prayed for decades and then we went and this was great. And it's because the Brazilians don't want American theology. Mm-hmm. They want to know that as Brazilian people, God loves them just for who they are mm-hmm. in their ethnicity and and their special music. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we try to bring American music to Brazil. And I don't know if you've noticed, but Brazilian music is way better than ours. <laughs> you know, so yeah. I'm hoping we have a Brazilian worship leader. When we get to I mean, yeah. they're excited and exuberant. And now Brazil is sending tons of missionaries to the Middle East. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so these things need to be looked at from a biblical theology, not mm-hmm. an American theology. And yeah. I think that. Um, that's important. And if we, if yeah. we at some point, um, get those out of order, mm-hmm. then I think we end up, um, with our lives a little bit out of order too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, I think one of, uh, one of the good questions that would be good just to dialogue on a little bit, um, is engaging in conversations with this. Cause obviously we live in a culture where we're talking with people, right? The probably the bad part of a lot of it t- sometimes is on social media or through texting, <laughs> which you mm-hmm. can never know like mm-hmm. how a person's you know taking what you're saying, and yeah. sometimes you know there's no tone, body language, yeah. no tone, and yep. you can bad you can put your perceptions on it. But yep. um, but how is it that um, I mean within Christianity, even within our church, with just in people that we love and other people who love Jesus. We're going to have different thoughts and different right. opinions, mm-hmm. um, and that can cause great division. We just went through a whole study in First Corinthians, <laughs> yes, and we kind yeah. of mentioned this a couple of times in some of our podcasts, but also in our sermons about what does Scripture drive us to to be united in, and how does that work, and really die into ourselves and stuff. But how do how do we really engage in some of these conversations that are really charged because there's a lot of emotion attached to them and and in maybe our cancel culture and all this stuff, it's yeah. like if you say one little thing wrong, yep. you're like there's this fear that you're going to be like ostracized, yeah. you know. And so it's even Kicked hard. Instagram. Yeah. Well, it's even hard to like <laughs> speak sometimes because you're afraid right. that you're going to say something wrong. And so you're even just like paralyzed, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, but how, how do we engage in some conversations um, about this in, in a healthy way and and uh, that one that I guess builds up, right. you know, the body rather than tear it down. That's good. Um, well, I, I think that this, you know, one of the beauties of America is we have freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. It's a beautiful thing that we have the ability to really think how we want and our thoughts and our mindsets are not dictated to us by Mm -hmm. government or by someone else that says we have to think this way. Although uh, I do think it's interesting in the land of the free that we do kind of have that in some ways Mm -hmm. that that our culture kind of does want us to think certain ways and kind of presses us in a little bit to think certain ways. We're getting more and more away from the ability to think on our own. But when someone is different than us or differs from us or doesn't have the same political viewpoint I do or the same Christian viewpoint I have mm-hmm. or the same idea about racial reconciliation that I might have or, or whatever it might be. 
what do we do? And I, I think something that has been rolling through my head a lot, just looking at people's feeds, social media feeds and, and trying to think about it is I've been asking my, myself this question. Am I a compassionate listener or a defensive truth giver? Mm, They're yeah. different. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it's hard because as people that are seeing in many ways, Christianity being attacked right now, the family being attacked, values being attacked, morals being attacked, ethics being attacked, biblical concepts being attacked. We want to be that defensive truth giver, right? Mm -hmm. Like I need to tell everybody the truth and they need to hear it. And I don't care, you know, how I need to mm -hmm. say it. The problem is people don't listen to that, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And when you think about, and you look at how Jesus, um, presented himself, he didn't present himself as a defensive truth giver. He was the truth. He didn't have anything to defend. Right. Yeah. Right. So he, everything he talks about is the truth. He doesn't have to defend it. He is the truth. Um, and so I think we have to remember that too, mm -hmm. that we have Jesus in us. We have the truth living in us. I don't have to mm -hmm. defend it. It's just who I am. The truth is living in me. But on a, on a flip note is, am I a compassionate listener? Mm -hmm. In other words, if I talk to somebody who's different than me, I'll know I handle that conversation again, right. If they want to sit at the table again with me, mm -hmm. if, if they get done with that half an hour, 10 minute, whatever conversation with me and they think I never want to talk to that person again, mm -hmm. I never want to go on that person's social media feed again. Then we know I wasn't a compassionate mm -hmm. listener. I was a defensive truth giver. And that doesn't mean, and I'm not saying that we're never going to give the truth. We are going to give mm -hmm. the truth. We're just going to give it in the right time mm -hmm. and in the right way. And if I haven't sat at the table with somebody long enough to just listen to where they mm -hmm. are. And to be honest, I, I try this often. Many times I have to sit at the table with somebody and listen to them talk about things that mm -hmm. I don't agree with at all. Mm -hmm. Lots of times, many times, four, five, six, seven times mm -hmm. before they'll ask me, what do you think? Mm -hmm. And then I get to tell them what I think. But what I've learned is at that point that I've listened to them long enough and been compassionate enough, they'll open up to what I have to say. And I can talk to them about Jesus. I can talk to them about biblical truth. And I'll do it in a gracious and kind and loving, accepting, forgiving manner, mm -hmm. but I'm also going to tell them the truth, right? Mm -hmm. I've got both of them there, truth and grace. The Bible says in John, Jesus came full of grace and truth. I want to be that way too, right? I want to be full of grace and full of truth. I want to be like Jesus was to the woman who was about to be stoned, right? He completely forgave her. Nobody else is there to stone her. He completely forgives her, totally loves her and accepts her and forgives her. But then he tells her the truth too. Mm -hmm. Hey honey, I think you need to walk away from your sin. Cause what if I'm not here the next time to rescue you? Mm -hmm. Right. This, this is the truth. Your, your sexual sin has gotten you in trouble and that's why you're here today. So let me help you out. Here's the truth. I think you should walk away from that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's both, right. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I think in the culture that we live in, in the environment that we're living in globally, if we're going to get opportunities to present the gospel to people, we're going to have to be compassionate listeners. Mm -hmm. If we're going to get opportunities to sit at the table with people and tell them the truth that we believe that's different than the truth that they think they have, mm -hmm. we're going to have to be compassionate listeners. Mm -hmm. When it comes to differing um, with people that 
are believers. We're both believers. We both claim to be believers, but for some reason, we've got very differing ideas about political views or how the Bible should be incorporated in our church or in our city or what do we do? Well, then I'm always going to default to unity, not disunity, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to put the truth first and Jesus first, not my own agenda. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes means um, I'm going to have to give up something that Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to sacrifice. I might have to sacrifice um, to to be at the table Mm -hmm. of unity and to keep the unity of the brother and sister in Mm -hmm. Christ. And so um, that's, I think, something we have to think more about. It's like preserving the unity more than my, what I think Mm -hmm. is best. It's like we were talking about yesterday, even in our sermon, just about humility. I mean, that's huge. It all, it kind of stems from there, you know, not thinking it's your way or the highway, but Mm -hmm. coming under and just being humble. Mm -hmm. I think that's good is to default in unity and not disunity Mm -hmm. um, and all those things. Yeah. Yeah. I think something too that I've been processing and just, yeah, I guess processing is the word, is my, my gut reaction is to have a response to whatever it is immediately. Right. Yeah. To like have this like I gotta respond, I gotta respond when people right, yeah. ask me a question or as a mm-hmm. pastor or whatever. And I think more and more the Lord's just reminded me like to just wait <laughs> a little yeah. bit and pray mm-hmm. and to seek him first. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of times and I think there's a couple of proverbs that mention this, but you know, the one who does not speak <laughs> Usually, is <laughs> yeah, is the wiser one. And um, and so I've just been more and more processing, like, it's okay to not have a response. Yes. Yep. It's okay to even tell that person, like, that's a really good question. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to pray about this and seek the Lord in this, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that's okay when it comes to some of the, the political stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. If it's something that's very blatant, <laughs> right, that like, yeah. you know, I don't know if I should uh, commit this sin. Yeah. You, sh- you should probably respond. Should probably, yeah. Don't commit this sin. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like whatever it is. But um, but yeah, I was just, I think it's just as, you're di- as we're dialoguing with people, and like you said, mm-hmm. with other people who follow Jesus and might have a different conclusion of what God's word comes to in situation A, B, C, D, E, yeah. F, G, whatever it is it's okay to just not give a response and just to pray because James is pretty clear. If we lack wisdom, seek the Lord, ask for it yeah. and, and just allow that to speak out. And that also might give you some time to cool off possibly, right. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. to not maybe respond out of mm-hmm. an emotional flesh driven motive, mm-hmm. but just kind of cooling off on that a little bit and um, just letting the Lord speak some truth yeah. in our lives and such. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think, Here's, I think what we should do. So we're about 30 minutes in okay. on this conversation. We have some more stuff to talk about, mm-hmm. um, but I think it might be good to even just put a little bookmark right here. Yep. Um, because Before we get to an hour. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, just so then we can kind of let what was said be said. Mm-hmm. And then even for... Um, just some other stuff. I'm sure will come up this week in probably in our in our in our culture. <laughs> I think, and think there's more to come. <laughs> yeah, that I think will just give some conversation and and give some more insight to it. And um, and then I think we'll we'll kind of start coming back into our normal schedule of, of podcast stuff. Um, kind of going along with some of our series yeah. topics and things. 
Um, but you know what? I think Mark would be really cool is if you prayed for us. Um, yeah. We haven't really prayed much on the podcast. It's kind of more just us kind of yeah. doing a conversation. Yeah, but yeah. I think it'd be cool if you even just um, just prayed for us who are listening and for our communities and for our nation and stuff like that. Yeah, and sounds just good. Kind of cap that off. So. All right. Well, Jesus, we just come to you because we know that you are our king and you are our leader and we need you in this time. Um, Our nation's in a place where we recognize that the best thing for our country is you. And I pray, Lord, that you would help us to find you. I think that in, in many ways we have been trying to save America, but maybe we've lost you in the middle of it. And um, I pray that you would help us to get back on track. And um, that means us as Christians, means the church, it means those who don't believe in you, all of us need you. And um, you teach us what it means to love God and to love people. And we need that right now. It's desperate that we learn how to love people and accept people and forgive people and present the truth in ways that people can understand and hear and process and believe. And so I pray that you would be with us. Holy Spirit, I pray that your presence and your power would be with every single one of us as believers and that it would empower us to be like Jesus, to talk like him, to live like him, to understand the world that we live in like he would, and to love the world like he would. And uh, you said, Lord, that The world would know we are Christians by our love. And so I pray that that would be our heart, that we would be people that want to love, not people that want to hate. And so would you help us with that? We need your strength in a world where so many things are confusing and challenging. In your mighty name we pray, Jesus. Amen. 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 Cool. Well, um, yeah, we'll have another episode kind of continuing this talk, but with probably some other spins to it yeah um next week sounds Um, good so just stay tuned for that so yeah it'll be it'll be good yep yeah signing off yeah (laughs) remember jesus loves you so did kate and i have a great week